Welcome to Growing a Boomer. I'm your host, Padre, with my co-host, Cotton. And this podcast is dedicated to the life and times of the baby boomer generation. The show is loosely scripted, and sometimes we'll go down rabbit holes, and where it leads us to, one will never know. This podcast can be informative, funny, and sometimes irreverent. But most of all, we hope you find it entertaining. Hey, Cotton, how you doing, man? Wonderful, Padre. How are you? <laughs> Not bad at all. You know what we need to talk about today? What's that? The influence that baseball had on the baby boomers and how we viewed it. Oh, okay. And you know, of course, you're not quite as old as I am. Matter of fact, you're not even close. So you don't remember baseball coming to the West Coast like I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were were a bigger fan than I was. Yeah, that's for sure. sure. And how it was really affected baby boomers. Now, you came a little bit later. When I mean, by the time you're getting old... This type of God worship, so to speak, was already on the downside for baseball. Oh, really? Yeah, because huh. what happened was the expansion teams that came in in 61, and then we'll go over some of the, the, the harebrained promotions that, they, that the expansion teams did were just awful. But wow. there was a few things that, about baseball in the 50s, right? It was uh-huh. called the era of relocations for baseball. Huh. From, from 1903, when baseball started, to 1953, not one team moved. They were there from 1903 till 1953. Wow. Yeah. The first team to move was the Boston Braves moved to Milwaukee and became the Milwaukee Braves starting in about 1953. Yeah. And then they moved later to Atlanta, where they are now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the St. Louis Browns. Uh, moved to Baltimore and became the Baltimore Orioles starting in 1954. Huh. Yeah. And then the, the uh, Philadelphia Athletics moved to Kansas City to become the Kansas City Athletics in 1955 and then moved to Oakland in 1968. And that's where they are today. But the way it's, everything's going, they'll probably be moving out of there soon, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, you had 1958 and 57 kind of uh, mixed up there. Uh, the New York Giants. Uh, moved to San Francisco, and the Brooklyn Dodgers moved to L.A., all righty? Breaking the hearts of many New Yorkers couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of guys. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a killer. You know, I'm a big L.A. fan, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. L.A., when it comes to major sports, when I said call major sports in the 50s and 60s, which would be baseball, basketball, and football, Mm-hmm. Not one of those teams, other than the Los Angeles Angels, are homegrown. Really? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, L.A. stole all their teams. <laughs> <laughs> Started in 1946, they got the Rams, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, they got them from Cleveland. Yeah. Na- 1958, they got the Dodgers from Brooklyn or New York. 1960, they got the Lakers from Minnesota. That's why they're called the uh, Lakers, because they were, you know, they come from the land of... of of a 10,000 lakes. Oh, really? Yep. Ah. And then, of course, 1961 were the Angels, but they came from the Pacific Coast League. Then in uh, 1984, we got the Clippers from San Diego, and 2018, the Chargers from San Diego. But wow. I, tell, yeah. but I tell all my buddies in San Diego, you ain't got to worry about the Padres. You guys can keep the Padres. <laughs> <laughs> The thing about the 50s as well, too, the emergence of the black players. 
integration into baseball, which started in 1947. Uh-huh. I believe the last team to be integrated was the Boston Red Sox in 1959. All right. And this, wow. this is the killer about this, okay? Mm-hmm. Some of the owners were holding back about how many African-American players they had on the team because they figured they would uh, uh, upset the white fans. And I said, this is how people are, especially in business, okay, in sports business. We don't care if the players are purple. If you bring home the championship, that's all we care about. If they can hit the ball, then that's <laughs> Catch fine. It. That's all we care. Bring home the championship. We don't care if your whole team's purple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another yeah. milestone in baseball was uh, television. Television oh, yeah. was the first. Yeah. It was one sure, of the, you could park yourself in front of the TV. Uh, absolutely, it was one of the first when they started playing in 1951 with the shot heard round the world, and we will not get into that because that happened to. Uh, knock the Dodgers out of the uh, championship that been put in the Giants. We will not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened was that the attendance rate in baseball dropped by 2,600 people a game. And a lot has to do with uh, the TV. Yeah. So that was happening. That's what was happening in the 1950s. Now, in yep. the 1960s, okay, mm-hmm. the, and this is what brought baseball back. They were just normal people. That made them, mm-hmm. you would think of them as coming from Mount Olympus. Okay. <laughs> All right. It started in 1961 with Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle going after the Babe Ruth's record, home run record in one season. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then that was big back then. Very, very big. And it started to make, make everybody get back into watching baseball again. One yeah. other thing was that was unbelievable was the year of the pitcher. All righty, 1968. Mm-hmm. Now, you know how much I love the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So I told you the day that I leave this world on my tombstone, I want a, a card holder so that you can put the Dodger schedules in it when they come visit my grave. All righty. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I want that. So, But one picture that I don't think gets enough credit was Bob Gibson. This mm-hmm. guy was unbelievable 1968 he started 39 games went all nine innings in 28 (laughs) 13 shutouts unbelievable 268 strikeouts wow that's saying something yes from june 6th to july 30th he had 11 straight starts all complete games only allowing three runs <laughs> this guy was unbelievable. Now you, you compare it to today. Like mm-hmm. for instance, in 1968, the number of complete games pitched was 897. In 2021, the number of complete games pitched was 50. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, the strategy is a lot different back in the 50s and 60s. I mean, yeah. a, a closer was an old pitcher. They just didn't have it anymore, and he didn't want to leave the game, so they bring him in to pitch the last two innings. Right, uh, right. But mostly, all the guys completed all their game. When you look at 1968, 55.4% of the games were complete games. In 2021, it's 2.1%. Wow. But again, it's a different strategy the way they play. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the, yeah. the funny thing is uh, the catcher, Tim McCarver. Now, Bob Gibson was a very, very intense player. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tim McCarver used to be his catcher, and he hated, hated going out to the mound. 
the the manager would call him and say, you know, you know, Gibson's getting a little wild. He's, you know, he'd give him a signal to go out and talk to the mound, and he's going like, oh, you know, I heard him in an interview. I don't want to go out there. And the minute he he would get close to the mound, Bob Gibson would tell him, what are you doing out here? <laughs> and he says, the only thing you know about pitching is you can't hit one. Now get back behind the plate. <laughs> And I remember this one old timer, old timer game, right? Mm-hmm. And they would play the old timer game, and Bob Gibson was pitching, and you know he's getting rocked. And then uh, go uh, one of the announcers goes, "Yeah, you know about this time in the old days, somebody would be getting hit." <laughs> oh yeah, that's <laughs> that, part of the game. That that's was part, part of the game. game. And one yeah. last thing, Denny McLean won thirty games. Thirty games. No one's even come close since then. Huh. That's a lot of games to win. Yeah. <laughs> but again, yeah. like cut the mound by uh, five inches. They went from 15 to 10 inches, and they uh, tightened up the strike zone a little bit. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? One of the most important things about baseball. What's that? Is the beer and the hot dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get this. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. The cost of a, they used to call them red hots is what they used to call them back in the old days. Okay. Oh, the, the, yeah, yeah, the hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, the hot dogs. You call them red hots. Yeah. A cost in 1950s, in the 50s, for a hot dog mm-hmm. was 25 cents. Really? Yes, indeedy. Average mm-hmm. cost today for a hot dog is 675. I know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's wait a minute. I haven't finished yet. Oh, <laughs> Unless no. you're in San Francisco at AT&T Park or in San Diego at Petco Park. Then it's seven fifty. Jeez! And get this—they're introducing the new sixteen-inch Dodger dog. <laughs> huh? Twenty yep. twenty-one bucks. Uh, you're killing me, Padre. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the new, and it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot bigger. It's a freaking hot dog. Yeah, it's a freaking big hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for this one okay this one you'll like beer mm-hmm. okay. The 19- okay, I, I got you now <laughs> i have your i have your attention now i bet huh <laughs> beer in the uh 1950s average mm-hmm. cost 65 cents oh <laughs> average cost now in the big league park is 597 now that's the average cost Mm-hmm. Unless you're in New the New York Mets uh, City Field, beer is twelve bucks. Jeez, <laughs> unbelievable! Twelve dollars. Yikes! Well, they probably had some pretty rowdy fans, so they figured, hey, if you raise the cost on beer, not they're, they're not going to drink that much beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We used to. Uh... We used to do a little smuggling ourselves. <laughs> and hiding it was not was an art. Oh, well, I can imagine. I can imagine. Sure. Uh, you you didn't, um, you got out of uh, your Little League days and stuff like that. You didn't do much of playing, did you? I mean, you know, like going out uh, with. No, I, Midget League was as far as I went. Yeah. So that's, I, that's as far as I, baseball to the head could take. Yeah. <laughs> so that explains it well no strike zone <laughs> yeah that's true because uh, i used to play quite a bit remember when we used to remodel stores i would arrange basketball games 
and baseball games to get uh, uh, kind of like a team spirit so everybody's together, right? Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> this one guy. I had known he was a good friend of mine from Indonesia. And so I, mm-hmm. I wanted to get on the team just to kind of, you know, get together. So I was throwing the ball at him. I noticed he had a very good arm. Oh. This dude was, I'm going like, hey, I asked him, did you play in Indonesia? Said, oh, yeah, yeah, very popular game in Indonesia. I said, great. I said, come on, you're going to play, okay? You know, we put him in uh, uh, kind of like a rover, but it, I played him kind of shallow. Mm-hmm. This ball gets hit to him. He runs mm-hmm. in, gets the ball. The guy's dashing to second. This dude throws a ball and hits him with it. Boom, <laughs> the guy goes down, right? And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, okay, they play baseball a little bit different over there than they do here <laughs> and sure enough i asked him he says oh yeah yeah that's that's part of that's part of the game <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, i knew i was done with basketball let me tell you why let me mm-hmm. tell you why when i was when i was much younger i'm gonna have to say 55 and it wasn't because i couldn't play anymore but what would happen is we'd go out and play and uh we would have uh, play against young kids. I mean, they're in their like 20s, right? Late 20s, early 30s, mm-hmm. you know, and some yep. of them were even in their early 20s. Well, yeah, I would that's just. A, that's I, the dangerous year. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I would kind of like take them to school because I already knew about how to how to screen people off and stuff. Like I was more of like a, a defensive guy. Right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I would do a play where I would do the top of the key. We knew the and and we would screen off the corner and the guy would come around and I pretend like I was going to pass to him. And once I saw the hand go down, I would dribble around the guy and lay it up. And you could, oh, really? Oh, yeah. And you could hear the guys, you know, they're all huddling. He says, he says, what's wrong with you, man? This dude's taking you to school and he's old enough to be your dad. <laughs> so the <laughs> next time I'd go in to do that play, I'd get rocked and I'd be on my back on the floor. And I said, that's it. No more. Oh, man. Yeah, no more. Yeah. No more. And, uh, and so uh, it's so funny because all my kids play softball and so did I, right? And uh, a slowly, mm-hmm. slowly softball team. And I always, I always compliment them. And I say, because uh, they all play. They all play on the same team. And uh, I will ask them, I said, man, you guys, you guys just about uh, made all the outs today. And he says, hey, yeah, we're like half the team. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember playing, and this this determined that I'm out or off baseball. I remember the age, too. I was 62 years old, okay? Still Ooh, playing baseball. Uh-huh. Still doing, yep. uh, feeling good about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then there was this one time we were playing, and I always played shallow because I always tell everybody you need to play shallow because very rarely they're going to hit it far, okay? And mm-hmm. when they hit it far, you, can, you, you basically can track it down but it's very rare and you'd play the um, rover a little bit deep but everybody else plays close and you got to have a rover that's pretty fast so mm-hmm. we <laughs> so i'm playing i'm playing a little shallow playing uh left field a little shallow this dude hits it he gets a hold of it right he gets mm-hmm. a hold of it goes over my head and i'm going like i mean i mean i got this thing laser beamed okay all right <laughs> i'm running like crazy and i'm going like okay i have visions of Willie Mays, the over-the-shoulder catch, right, turning around and throwing it, you know, like the over-the-shoulder catch in the 1954 World Series. I'm going to do this, right? Well, as I'm running, (laughs) as I'm running, you know, I'm looking over, all of a sudden, I can't feel my legs. (laughs) 
and it's like there's no bones in my legs and they're just going it's like i'm you know the fantastic four mr fantastic robert yep. reed you know whatever his name is yeah. you know yeah, the, the 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 guy that's real stretchy the stretch guy yeah. yeah that was me my legs are going everywhere and i just went right right on my face <laughs> And hey, I'm well, going like, you know, and everybody goes crowd. running over. You okay? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I think there was just a little, you know, a little dip in the in the thing, and I I knew that was it. After sixty two, <laughs> Joe, you you better hang up the cleats, man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, I could. I thought my legs were coming over my head. <laughs> they were just like all over the place. I'd oh, never had that funny. happen before. And man, I went down. Boom. Oh God, that was terrible. <laughs> that was it oh golly oh let's get back to baseball you know what the biggest thing in baseball for me was what's that the brawls huh? oh yeah oh god were they amazing or what yeah and they uh <laughs> nobody got fined i don't think at that oh point, no no yeah they did they did they did because some of them were way out of line okay <laughs> uh, my one of my favorite of course is a dodger one don drysdale uh, it was in Ebbett Fields in 1957. I think it was June 13, 1957, okay, mm -hmm. against the Milwaukee Braves. <laughs> this, this is it. Here it tells the story. Don Drysdale's having a bad game. He's already got uh -huh. two home runs hit against him. And there's one mm -hmm. guy named Johnny Logan comes up. And one thing you never do as a player is intimidate the pitcher. You don't hug the plate and you don't smile at him. You know, because that's a signal of, yeah, put one in my teeth. I dare you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Don Drysdale, not being faint of heart to hit someone, drills this guy right in the back. I mean, just boom, right in the back. Okay. So he's going to first and they're jawing at each other. Because mm -hmm. this guy, uh, Johnny Logan, I mean, he was, uh, he was uh, actually short, shortstop, but he had tenacity. I mean, this guy was always getting in fights. All righty. <laughs> all righty. Well, then Don Drysdale tries to pick him off and hits him again <laughs> at first no. base. Well, that's when the guy char charged him. So he didn't charge him from, from, the, from the box. The batters might charge him from first base. And they got in a big old melee, right? <laughs> and then what ends up happening, this guy, Johnny Logan, right? He charges that and he's throwing punches at Don Drysdale, but he gives him like a bear hug. And switches them around, swings them around, so this guy named Eddie Matthews, which is also another Hall of Famer, can get a clear punch. <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> boom! <laughs> and that's when everything broke loose, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, those then, are the good old days. Oh, I know about good. But, and, then Don, and Don Drysdale still holds a National League mark for uh, most Batman's hit with 154. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and one, one of my favorite brawls, Juan Marichal and Johnny Roseboro. Uh, you, you were way too young to remember this. This is in yeah, 1965 at Candlestick Park. Wow. Oh, man. Let's put it this way. Juan Marichal was like Don Drysdale. Mm -hmm. He had no problem beating a batter. So, <laughs> so they got Sandy Koufax on the mound. And Sandy Koufax will throw inside, but he won't really. He's not. He's a real gentleman, and he's not going to hit you. Juan Marichal has just been a couple of Dodgers already. Johnny Rollsboro calls for a, for a bean ball, and, and Sandy Koufax is not going to do it. So mm -hmm. what ends up happening, Sa Sandy Koufax does throw an inside pitch. 
Then yeah. the next pitch, I believe, is a strike, and Johnny Roseboro drops it so he can get up. He throws it back to Sandy Koufax, and he nicks Juan Marichal's ear. Oh, no. <laughs> and so Juan Marichal is so upset that he gets his bat and beans Johnny Roseboro on the head. Oh, man. <laughs> Boom. And you talk about a melee. Oh, it took 14 stitches on this guy's, uh, on his head <laughs> to close it up. But, oh, that was a great one. And I, you know, of course, you're, he listened to it on the radio. And I couldn't wait for the next day to see it in the LA Times. Because, man, you have all kinds of blood on this guy's poor shirt. Uh-huh. Oh, that was, uh, that was bad. Oh, <laughs> and then I have honorable mentions. One was in 1984 which is the worst brawl of all because the fans got involved, was the Braves and the Padres. Oh, I think I've seen clips of that. <laughs> Where not only were blows thrown, the fans came from the bleachers and they had to eject 14 people because they were there, including uh, uh, Dick Williams uh, and Joe Torrey, the managers. <laughs> oh, that was a bad one. They were coming from everywhere. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but the one that'll always stick in my mind, August 4th, 1993, Chicago White Sox and Texas Rangers, Nolan Ryan, when he gets Robin Finchera in a headlock. Did you remember that one? No. Oh, it was great. Now, this Nolan Ryan, this is his last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an old dude, and you know he's been pitching for who knows how long. Now, Robin Ventura is 20 years younger than this guy. All right, and and Ryan is still throwing heat. Well, he hits. Uh-huh. The, I think he hits him on the shoulder. Okay. Well, this young guy goes charging because he probably figure, okay, what's this old guy gonna do to me? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nolan Ryan sees him coming, grabs him, puts him in a headlock, and, <laughs> and he gets about six six good shots into the head. Uh, <laughs> the guy's like he's trying to wiggle out of the headlock and this guy's just pounding him on the head <laughs> and uh, that that deserves a baseball trivia question who is the only player to ever get hit seven times with one pitch <laughs> i have no idea yeah robin ventura <laughs> oh, he got hit once with the ball and six times by nolan ryan's fist <laughs> Oh, uh, man. Oh, man. I'll tell you. I, I just love that stuff. Yeah, nowadays they get fined like crazy. Oh, well, they have to. I mean, first of all, these guys yeah. are uh, they're well paid. Oh, and yeah. a lot of them are well educated. And they know better. They can say, you know what? This could ruin my career. If I break mm-hmm. my hand, especially a pitcher, if you break your hand, you might as well just kiss your career goodbye. Yeah. But uh, here's a good one. How about this? What are the top worst major league game promotions ever right mm-hmm. now? Never, ever give away seat cushions. Ever. <laughs> the Cardinals and the Dodgers. Somehow the Dodgers end up with these all the time. This was uh, in April 18th, 1987, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You never give fans anything that you cannot tie down, okay? If they can put it on, that's great. But like a hat, a shirt, a jersey, whatever. But never give them something that they can throw out into the field. Sure enough, that's what happened. Right away, they start throwing this stuff into the stands, into the field. Mm -hmm. They had to stop the game several times while the the groundskeeper goes out and he cleans it up. And then, of course, the Cardinals win that game with a walk-off home run. 
and guess what happens to the rest of the cushions? What's that? <laughs> they go flying into the into the field. Oh, <laughs> right, the man. game's over already, right? I mean, it was uh, they go like skyward, like you know, like you're watching a uh, a high school graduation when the kids take off their hats and they throw them in the air. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, not to be outdone, ball night at the Dodger Stadium, <laughs> the same thing happens, and it was also with the Cardinals. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they threw the balls? Yeah, exactly, except they had to. It was, I think I remember watching this game, and it was on a bad call, and the fans just started throwing all of us, and it looked like it was snow. <laughs> I mean, the field was white, and they uh, uh, they had to uh, forfeit the game. So that was Unreal. Good. Oh, yeah. They've had some terrible, terrible stuff. Another one was Disco Demolition Night against the White Sox and the Tigers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The White Sox, the team that one year, and I think it was, um, I think I'm trying, I'm trying to remember what year it was. I think it was uh, 80, I think it was 87, I think. Wore shorts <laughs> as a uniform. What? <laughs> they warms <laughs> during the summer. Yeah, like we're like, who thought that up? You try sliding in shorts. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Well, getting back to the uh, the disco, they Good decided old to the leg on that one. Yeah. Huh? Oh God, yes. I mean, didn't they watch a league of their own? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they decided to uh, in in Chicago. The DJ, this like shock DJ between a double header, decided to blow up the disco records. So, in other words, everybody that came that day mm-hmm. would would get in pay 98 cents that's all they had to pay if they brought a if they donated a disco record well this really? show, yeah that's wow. what ended up happening was that the guy blew up the records between a double header right that was a big thing mm-hmm. well all the fans stormed the field and started lighting random fires <laughs> on oh, records man. on the records <laughs> obviously not a good night for disco <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Another good yes, one. Yes, but was any night a good night for disco? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 I like disco, okay? Oh, get this one right here between the Braves and Cubs in Fulton mm-hmm. County Stadium. Get this one. Yeah. Wet t-shirt night. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, are you ready for this? It was like 40 co-eds come out to battle to get hosed down and get voted who has the best wet t-shirt contest. Who thought this up? Wow. (laughs) When it really got into the news was the winner was a preacher's daughter. No way. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That went over real well, I guess, at home. Yeah, you had the belt, the Bible belt, right? (laughs) You had the preacher's daughter win the wet t-shirt contest. Unreal. Oh, Oh. But I'm going to tell you, the worst promo night ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember the Cleveland Indians or the Guardians now? But do you remember the Cleveland Indians? Yeah. And remember they were not a good team at one mm-hmm. time? Remember they even yeah. made Major League, the movie The Major League? with the, yes. uh, the <laughs> Great movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love them. Get this. They decided to have 10-cent beer night. <laughs> yes yes i mean that's beer is a lot cheaper than even in 1950 okay? oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> well i don't know who thought this up but you think about twenty five thousand disgruntled uh, you know major league baseball 
from Cleveland, Ohio, where they have a lousy team, and you throw in 10-cent beer. What's going to happen? <laughs> Sell out, baby. Oh, <laughs> not only that, everyone's drunk oh, by yeah. the third inning. There's mm-hmm. fights in the stands. There's people jumping out into, into the uh, field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, during the ninth inning, right, the last inning, it boils out over into the field. Fans are jumping out from the stands, and they're stealing hats from the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, of course, a riot then ensues, and the umps have to force the Indians to forfeit the game. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure, needless to say, it was a busy night on the ER. <laughs> oh, man. I seen. The thing that I always find very interesting is the fans. Yeah. Now, I would never grace the gates of Candlestick Field. I mean, after all, the Giants played there. Okay. Wow. And you know, Uh but this is when Nolan Ryan was with the Houston Astros and he was pitching against the Giants. And I said, I just have to see Nolan Ryan one more time. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so it was a Candlestick Park, one of the worst stadiums. I'm glad they have a new ballpark because our new ballpark is beautiful. Matter of fact, it's so beautiful. If you are not sitting... In the real expensive seats, you know, up front, if you're up over so you can see the A, you forget about the game because it's so beautiful. <laughs> you know? Really? You forget. Wow. Your, yeah, it's just gorgeous. I mean, you can see the bay and you see the sailboats and you forget <laughs> about the game. So, but what ends up happening, I take my kids and I said, this is one of the premier, the best pitchers. He will be a Hall of Famer. He gets rocked. He's out by the third inning. Mm-hmm. One thing about Candlestick Park. They do have the most rowdiest fans ever, okay? <laughs> okay. A big fight ensues. My kids have heard more swear words in three hours than they had their entire life, and they're like 10 years old now. Uh, and there's beer being thrown. I mean, it's just terrible. <laughs> you know, they got <laughs> soaked in beer, and we're going like, okay, that's enough. And the kid said, I love this, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I said, okay, that's enough. We're, we're, we're going, okay. So we we start going out, and then what happens, right? We're going down the escalator. Trash comes up and covers the kid's face with a paper. Uh. (laughs) That was just awful. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, man. And then uh, there was this uh, one time uh, I was at a game, Mm -hmm. the Angel game, behind home plate, but way up at the nosebleed section. And when I say the nosebleed, I mean birds would land on your knees. You're so high. (laughs) <laughs> okay you know little beady, yeah. you know and so this kid behind us right he's got a mitt and he says oh i can't wait to catch a ball can't wait this and my wife goes oh how exciting the ball never comes up this high but guess <laughs> what a couple of innings later it's coming up right uh-huh and here it comes and thank goodness there was just a lot of uh, uh people who didn't want to have the ball at all i mean i go up and i catch it one-handed just i mean <laughs> Just great, and I bring it back down. Then my wife tells me later that the kid behind us had his mid up, and he was ready to catch it. <laughs> now, did you and give it to him? What's that? No, I oh, didn't. I didn't. I know it. I know it. Why? Well, you know. And then now I have to go to every game and try to catch a ball so I can send it to some kid to get the mojo off me. And I've come close. I've come close a few times to catch it. And I already but picked I out the kid who I'm going to get. Oh, yeah. And, and my, if you my, ever caught one, what's that? you wouldn't get. I know you, Padre. 
No. And uh, no, 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 no. to be honest with you, you would never give it away. Oh, I, I would this time. I already got my ball. Because <laughs> <laughs> my kids have never let me live it down. Once they yeah. found out they became of age, they will never, ever let me live it down until I give this ball to somebody else. Wow. All right, but yeah, so. And then you, <laughs> you as well. I mean, you've had some interesting uh, stuff going on. No, I enjoyed a lot. I've, you know, and I've met a lot of the players and mm-hmm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. just at, at conventions and that kind of thing. And yeah. uh, in fact, I think I got three Johnny Bench balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I did meet Johnny Bench. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I got yeah. my picture wearing it, wearing that ring, and I could have put both my fingers in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I did meet him, and I just, you know, I was shaking his hands. Can I turn your hand just a little bit? <laughs> I want them to yeah. see the ring. <laughs> He and who's just that a nice guy? Nice guy. And who's that knucklehead that doesn't know anything about baseball? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you got to sit on, on the Cubs game. I remember you saying that you got to sit on the building where the building was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll never be able to do that. I mean, I was lucky enough to get to a Cubs game and 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 be in Fenway Park, but I don't think I'll ever be able to be able to sit there. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you the funny thing about Dodger Stadium. Mm -hmm. It is the worst place that you can possibly go to try to get out of the parking lot. Oh well, I mean, (laughs) and last time I went, Mm -hmm. boy, people were literally fighting. (laughs) I mean, actually smacking each other just to get into the restroom. (laughs) Yeah, it's a. Hey, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's a good place to take the kids right now. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, that's uh, yeah, and the security guards are, are they look like a SWAT team. Yeah, where <laughs> the where the uh, when you go to Anaheim, they've got the like the straw hats and the the blazers, and they look like they're they're uh, belong in Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the security, you know, just real. Uh, so yeah, you're right. It is a completely different uh, uh, different atmosphere between the two parks. Yeah, you know? but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's been many a fights in the stands there. I remember this one time they gave away free bats in Dodger Stadium uh-huh. in the Giants game. That was a mistake. Free bats? Yeah, the little, the little small little uh, autograph bats. Yeah, there yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. But man, I bet you a lot of people uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, were using them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a lot, and that wasn't on a ball. Yeah, it was your head. <laughs> exactly. Ended up not doing that. They did the inflatable plastic bats after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the bobblehead, you know. The bobblehead's always a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you ever try to buy one of those? Uh, no. Oh, it's a killer, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like 50, 60 bucks for a bobblehead? Yeah. It's like, geez. No, thank you. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Oh, man. But, uh. <laughs> Whenever I went to a Dodger game, if I went with the family, my wife would always send me to get stuff for the kids. Okay. Oh, they're hungry. They're not, uh, so, okay. I have to go up and get the stuff because the kids are small. And there would always be a great play while I was waiting in the in the concession stand. <laughs> the best yep. one was it was at Dodger Stadium where they were playing the Angels. Yeah. And this was way before they had a lot of TV so you can see what was going on. Mm-hmm. I just hear the crowd just like in a roar. And they're going like, oh, okay, what did I miss? Get back to the stands. I asked the wife, what did I miss? He said, you missed an in-the-park home run. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Some of those days have not been good in the good old days <laughs> at, at the ballpark. I got to tell you this story. You've never had your gallbladder removed, right? No. When you do, you have to make sure you're close to home or, <laughs> or a facility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Oh. And remember, I used to be a buyer and these guys yeah. wanted to take me. And I really didn't want to go. I said, but you know what? At Soldier Field, I'll never see it. And I said, beautiful stadium. Beautiful. And I decided, you know what? I'm in Chicago. I'm going to have an Italian beef sandwich, right? <laughs> so you down that baby, right? And oh, man, it was so good. Cotton, I got to tell you. Oh, a culinary delight. But, okay. Forget about the game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm watching the game and the stomach's starting to go. And I'm oh, yeah. Like, oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. And I says, okay, you know what? I'm going to wait for the end of the game. Then I'll just go to the bathroom. It wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. Okay. I go you made over. it? What's you that? made it? But you made it through? No. No. Wait, wait. I made it through, but there's a lot more to it than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is packed. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't get in the restroom. I said, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. <laughs> so I said, you know, okay. And I'm like, I'll, I'll wait till I get to the hotel. So let's start walking. And now I'm going like all of a sudden, I ain't making it to the hotel. I could tell you <laughs> right now, right? So I, so they're directing you out of Soldier Field. And I see this uh, police officer. And I says, hey, uh, uh, is any of the public restrooms open? And you know it's bad when I go to a public restroom. Right? Yeah. And the guy says, no, I'm sorry. They're all closed. And he says, the closest one is the subway uh, outside the park. So I said, okay, let's walk fast. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm walking like I'm really uptight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, okay? Yeah. Uh, so I finally get there, okay, and I tell you know, and, I, and the, the guys that are with me, right? They got this big old limo. I mean, it's just not a taxi, all right? They rented <laughs> out a limo. Oh yeah. And it'll be the last thing I want to do is soil a limo, okay? <laughs> so I go over and I said, oh, the subway says I got to, you know, you give me the, I got to take some medication, okay? I'm not feeling well. Yet. I just had my gallbladder out, and oh, okay, don't worry about. It. We'll wait for you right here. I get in there and I ask for the key. No, they said, no, no, don't worry about it. It doesn't need a key. I go, oh, okay. So I go, I go walking over there. Just as I'm getting close, some dude bolts in there. And now I'm really going, oh, no. <laughs> you know, and I have to wait for this guy to get done. That seemed like it was going for hours. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then once, once I get, once I do, shall we say, do my business. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have to get back in the limo. The thing is, it's still, and you, and you know how Chicago is just bumper to bumper. Yeah. Okay. I get the urge again. <laughs> you know, and I'm going like, oh no, no, let me get back to the, let yeah. me get back to the hotel. We finally make it back to the hotel, right? I'm going to bolt to my room. Except everybody's saying, oh, thank you so much for your business. And they're handshaking it. You know, it's kind of like that movie, My Cousin Vinny, when he's trying to get out of town. Yep. <laughs> and everybody's shaking his hand saying, oh, you're so wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. And, oh, man. <laughs> I just barely made it back to my room again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was miserable. But oh, then yeah. I learned. I said, if you have your gallbladder out, make sure you don't eat rich food. That's for darn sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, exactly okay well you know what uh cotton it's about time we probably bring this one to a close buddy all right man all right i appreciate it we'll uh, talk to you later okay 
Nos vemos después. We'd like to thank you for listening and would like to leave you with a quote from Jackie Robinson. A life is not important except in the impact it has on other lives. Until next time, may God bless. <laughs>